Everybody, Two, welcome one. back to Best Kept Secret. We have an extra special episode today. We have a guest who's an expert in self-love and self-care. She's a public speaker, a writer, a mother, pretty much just a slayer of all things. And she knows how to guide people to happiness. And she's currently working on her first book titled My Own Kind of Party. Please welcome Anaya Devine. Thank you. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're so happy that you, ha- you know, had the time to meet with us today. Yes, I, I thank you so much for the invitation. I really do. And we should jump into the drink, which was inspired by you, which is, it's called a new old fashioned. Anybody wants to cheers with us. And so basically how you make it is you take an old fashioned glass, which is just like your standard, like, I don't know how to describe it, like a t- tumbler type thing. And you place an ice cube at the bottom, or no, a sugar cube at the bottom. And then you add some bitters and an orange slice and you muddle that and then fill the glass with ice cubes and then um, add some bourbon and then stir it well and garnish with an orange peel and a maraschino cherry. So if you want to pause the episode right now, make that <laughs> wonderful drink and cheers with us. We will get started. Yes. <laughs> So when I asked you what your favorite drink was, you said an old fashioned. Can you tell us why? I can. So um, one of the reasons uh, is is because it kind of relates to who I am as a person. Um, I'm kind of old fashioned in a way. And um, a lot of the drinks that are that, you know, a lot of my friends drink or whatnot, you know, you take them really fast. You can take them to the head, you know, get them down and old fashioned. You have to sit with, you kind of look at the glass, you smell it, take it in and you sip it nice and slow. And it takes effect really quickly. And so that's what I love about the old fashioned. It's simple. Um, it's, it's, it's the ingredients are sweet, um, but it's something that you have to sip and take slowly. That's what I love about the old fashioned. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. You have to savor it. Yes. Every drop. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You yeah, have a lot of cool. things going for you right now and you're in Dallas, Texas right now. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, I am. I've, um, I've been in Dallas for the last six years. I'm actually a California native. Um, love my home state. Yeah. It's super dope, super dope. But, um, I've been here for about six years. Um, I was married for 10 years and, um, got divorced when I turned 30. And so, um, a lot of who I am has uh, come from kind of redefining myself from being um, a mother uh, and just, um, well, not a mother, but I mean, just, you know, a wife and all the things that come with that to kind of this new norm for me, which was being single um, and tiptoeing into the unforeseen treacherous waters of dating in this day and age. Right. Like it's just been an interesting Trust experience. me, I know what you mean. <laughs> So that's kind of a little bit about me. And so I'm just, uh, I love, um, I, I love, I love what's happened over my journey. Um, and um, I love what I've become. And so um, I enjoy sharing that with, with others to see if I can help and to just advise and inspire because it's not easy, you know, going through divorce or, you know, and, and children and custody matters, but um, it gets better, you know, it gets better. I, yeah. I can't even imagine. Um, how many kids do you have? I have four. Oh, wow. So you really, <laughs> yes. you have quite a few, a bundle of kids to co-parent with. Do you, do y'all co-parent? 
We do. We do. We do. And and co-parenting is is not always easy. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah, it's two different households. Not. Yeah. You know, two different rules. And so um, that's been a learning curve, you know, as well. Um, but um, but we've kind of got it now. And so I'm grateful for that. And, you know, the kids are settled. Um, but, yeah, no, I have I have a full on try for sure. For sure. How did you you get a schedule to like finalize? Because I know that that can be just such a challenge, um, especially like work with your work schedule, like just organizing different schedules can be difficult. How did you do that? Well, um, I think having a great support system is key. And so my parents moved from California to be here with me to help and assist with that. Um, And so that's been just a godsend. And um, I think that you know, having a schedule is important, but I think allowing yourself the freedom to say, you know what, today is just a free day because, you know, with COVID, it has yeah. taken the parenting thing to a whole nother level. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm um, sure. There, there are some days <laughs> that are just free, you know, just everybody just find your own space and let's just try to coexist in this space because, you know, I have, I have, I have a teenager, I have two teenagers and then I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. So, you know, the teenagers... Uh, are like oh my yeah you know they're like summer is ruined right and so it's dealing with those attitudes and everything else so it really is about support systems and then just you know while maintaining a schedule also allowing just a day where we just kind of just relax and feel you know yeah that's important yeah um and you're writing a book currently about you're like uh, is it about like your divorce well how you're finding happiness from that is it like a memoir or is it more like self-help it's self-help um but it's 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 it talks about just um that moment of like wow who am I outside of you know a wife and a mom and that was kind of just a breaking point for me and so it it talks about and it chronicles my journey from that moment to kind of building who I am today you know and and to and and really you know a lot of times we as women you know we know we're mothers but that's all and there's so many other things that um that 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 are part of who we are and so right. that, that was a process of discovery for me. And I was like, wow, okay, I like writing, you know, okay, I like acting. And so, you know, there was all these different things that came into play and I had to just really discover, you know, and put into play who I was outside of being a mom and a wife. And so that's what the book is about. And then it even talks about some of the horror stories I've experienced, um, you know, with, with dating, you know, and just things of that nature. So just, uh, you know, a guide for a millennial mom who um, is going through that process and um, trying to find just, uh, you know, a norm and just be happy for sure. Right. Um, I mean, that sounds, how did you find, how did you find the time to do that? To like discover oh my who goodness. you were? Oh my gosh. So the great thing about co-parenting is that, you know, you have that split up time. So a lot of the times when I'm working on um, my, my brand or working on my work, it's when they're with their dad. Um, or, you know, um, there are times where they're here and they know, hey, mom is working on some things, you know, let's, you know, and so my oldest son, he's 15. So he'll take the kids and, you know, have them outside playing or, you know, or, um, oh, you know, yeah, you know, playing on their screens because everybody has a screen nowadays. So, you know, you got right. the kids with tablets and phones. And so um, there'll be moments where it's like, okay, mom's working on some things. And so that's kind of how I've been able to to divide that time up. It's a lot of late nights, you know, um, but I believe that, you know, if you believe in your dream, you know, that you invest just as much time, if not more than you would for your employer on yourself. You know what I'm saying? You have to bet yeah. on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's definitely important. How mm-hmm. do you unwind after like something stressful just because you've been through so much and you've been able to like overcome so much and just mm-hmm. be so positive. So how do you mm-hmm. like decompress? 
Oh my goodness. So breathing techniques, meditation has been amazing for me. Um, a glass of red wine is fantastic and old fashioned every now and then, but I really think, <laughs> I really think just being in tune with who you are on the inside. And that's come from just, you know, self-discovery and just really, you know, like I said, breathing and meditation. Like I sit with myself, you know, in the mornings, you know, for at least 30 minutes just to kind of figure out where I'm at. You know what I mean? And I think just, um, I'm comfortable with that. You know, I'm comfortable with, um, going inside and just checking in and making sure I'm okay. And so a lot of that has been from that as well. And that's definitely easier said than done. I think they can be a really hard thing to like slow down your life and, you know, just kind of be okay with your own presence and like your Mm -hmm. own calmness. Mm -hmm. It really is. You know, it's intentional. Like you have to be intentional about it. And it's like, it has to become a practice because you'll lose yourself, you know? And so, and with, with, with COVID, I mean, it's like, wow. I mean, you know, I really had to uh, work on sitting with myself because I'm, I'm an extrovert. You know, I love being out. I love um, my job. I'm a social worker. And so I, I have clients, I touch people. And so this sitting at home, <laughs> I've had to really tap into who I am <laughs> to make sure I stay sane for real. Right. I mean, you, so I work in education. I work, I'm a special education teacher. And so I know firsthand that social workers may have the most difficult job because I work kind of closely with a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I just don't know how you find the time. You're kind of like a superwoman. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Because it's very time consuming. I know for me, at least I take a lot of my work home, not intentionally, just because it's like the right thing to do. Yeah, um, yeah, and I know you're probably the same way because your career, mm-hmm. like some things, you just can't. It's because it impacts kids' lives or people's lives, so you can't it's just so you know go home and it doesn't just end at five o'clock. Right, right. No, that's you're, you're so that's so on point. Um, and I and I had to learn a balance because when I first started working, um, oh my gosh, I mean the stories you hear, I would I would be up you know, at night thinking and trying to figure out how I can solve and all this, you know, all these things. And so I really had to work on finding the balance. And so I really try, I mean, it doesn't always happen, but when I clock out, I really try to say, you know what, this is the end of this thing. You know what I mean? And I have to pick it up when I come back and it doesn't always work, but I've really tried to be intentional about at least thinking that way, because if not, you know, work life balance, the lines are completely, you know, skewed. And you'll be just down, you know, just heavy with your own personal things. And then, you know, everybody else's things because you're trying to help people solve different problems. And so it's like, man, you know, I need a break. <laughs> so I totally so, understand that. Yeah. Yeah. To avoid burnout. That's the best. That's, that's how I how I try to avoid burnout for sure. Yeah. That clear, like defined line of like work and life balance, especially <sighs> in a career like that. Oh, you have to have it. You have I had to, have to learn it. that too. Like in the beginning, first few years of teaching, I was very, mm-hmm. there. the lines were blurred. <laughs> but yeah, you, you're going to burn out if you don't, if you don't just like, you know, tell yourself like, okay, this is where my day ends. Like I have to yes. stop talking about it. So true. It's so true. It's necessary. <laughs> yeah. So before the like whole coronavirus pandemic, you were a public speaker um, mm-hmm. can you share a little bit about that? Like what you would go, like, where would you go speak? And like, what would you speak about? 
Sure. So um, there are a, a lot of um, women's organizations in DFW, uh, which is Dallas, Fort Worth. It's the Metroplex is what we call it here. And so um, I got started getting invitations to come and do speaking events. And I also do interpretive dance. I'm a pastor's daughter. So I oh, grew nice. up doing everything under the sun in the church. And so um, I've kind of I was able to turn that into something that uh, would kind of help me um, to talk about or to show um, artistically what I was speaking about. And so yeah. um, I had different different events throughout Dallas where I would talk to women about just empowerment. I'm all about that. I'm all about encouragement. I'm all, all about, um, you know, life after, you know, things that happen that are traumatic. You know, how do you deal with that? And so um, those are some of the topics I would speak about. And then I would also do different spoken word events. So um, if there was some type of like poetry slams in Dallas or um, uh, different events where there are open mics. That's kind of my, uh, my therapy is just getting up there and just, you know, letting words flow, you know? And so, yeah. And you're very um, talented with that. You're, you're a words, wordsmith for sure. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I, I encourage everybody to kind of like view your, like some of your poetry that I've seen, at least it's so good. You really do have a way with words. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, so we play this game called question roulette, where you get, um, random questions to answer. Do you, uh, want to participate? <laughs> I sure do. I'm ready. I'm all in. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> so you can answer question or uh, pick a number between one through 10. Um, seven. Okay. Have you ever ignored, have you ever ignored a friend's text and why did you do it? Oh, wow. <laughs> real question. <laughs> it is. It is. And the truth of the matter is, yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I think it might have just because I didn't feel like dealing with whatever the question was at the time, you know, and so it was kind of like, you know, I'll put it on to later and then later became later and that became even later. And so um, I think it was because I just didn't feel like dealing with the topic at the time. I didn't want to I didn't want to address it. I didn't feel like it. <laughs> I think that's totally normal. I think that's totally valid. Like sometimes mm -hmm. you get texts and it's just like, oh, I just can't look at this right now. And then <laughs> right. You forget about it. That's so true. I do that a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And I have red receipts on too. So people can see if they have an iPhone, at least they can see that I've read their text and not responded. Which is oh. probably not, I mean, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because it knows, it lets them know like, hey, I've seen what you, what you told me. Yes. But it's also a bad thing because it's like, hey, I've seen what you told me and intentionally ignored. Well, see, I have an Android, so I get to kind of, I'm away from, I don't have to deal with that. It's like, you know, you don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that probably is better. Will, have yeah. you ever done that? <laughs> Uh, yes. I think a lot of times if I ignore texts, it's, it's not because I usually will like, will think about if it's a question, I'll think about mm -hmm. an answer. And then it's more of like, I just forget. And then I realize the next day or two days, like, oh my gosh, I forgot to text so-and-so back about this. So it's, it's usually because I just forget it, my memory is not great. So I, of it too. you know, Unless it's something a couple of days personal, go by. I don't think I don't, I've never yeah. come across a person that like got mad at me for doing it. Yeah, no, me either. I mean, because life happens, you know, things are, you know, you're busy and, you know, things happen. And so, I mean, as long as you get back to them, you know, at some point, but yeah, and I'm good at, you know, I'll read it. And sometimes I'll think I respond to it. Like in my mind, I really did respond to it, but I didn't. <laughs> so yeah, I no, I get that. <laughs> All right. Do you want to pick a yeah. number? Okay, sure. Um, Four. Four is, what is one thing that you would never eat on a first date? 
Oh, oh my gosh. So I, I remember um, I went on a date and um, this guy ordered um, oysters and I think they are just disgusting looking. And I just, <laughs> I just could never. And so, you know, he's over there slurping them down with hot sauce and lemon juice. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> the way they look, you know, they're just not, they're just not attractive in, in my opinion. And I, because of the way they look, I can't force myself to eat them. So that's definitely something I wouldn't eat on a first date is, is oysters at all. <laughs> yeah, that's a food that you either really love or you really hate. I've never had somebody that's like indifferent towards them. You love them or you hate them. Right. I, I love them. I would I, I would love to eat them on a first date. Really? Oh goodness. I, mean, yeah. I think I think they're so good. I would eat them on any any number of dates. All day. I love that. <laughs> I wouldn't eat oh, cool. I remember I went on a date once and a guy ordered like this um, seafood stew, but it required two bowls. And basically the entire time he was like opening up like clams and I guess it's kind of like oysters, but he was having to like open it up and then stick the shells in another bowl and then eat the soup. And I just kept watching the entire time, not listening to what he's saying. And I'm just like, wow, this is like really distracting me. So, watch I mean, the process right just watching him do all that yeah just the process alone I was like okay well I'll never order that <laughs> <laughs> what about you Will um I don't I don't know if there's anything that would uh, like would even like something me as messy? not to eat on a first date uh uh i don't know i feel like depending on like where you went like you know you think of let's say like uh, you know ribs right you're using your hands and stuff but if i feel like if you're going to a place like that yeah Yeah. kind of the vibe you're going for yeah and then you kind of make it more fun and it you know you're kind of it 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 puts everybody at ease and so it's just but kind of can help with but would you that first you know that first date of, of eating (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't know how they're gonna handle the mess <laughs> right everywhere it just gets everywhere that's true all right pick another number okay let's see um nine number nine okay describe what makes good husband or wife material oh wow so i think in this one from you Oh my goodness. Wow. So I, I definitely think, um, honesty, um, I think communication, I think communication is such a like lost art form right now. It's just terrible. (laughs) So, um, I think someone who can communicate effectively, um, honesty and, um, oh, let's see. Um, I think learning each other's love language too, you know what I mean? Like, is it physical touch? Is it, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Is it acts of I service, do. like really taking the time to learn each other's love language? Because sometimes, you know, we can we can give the love that we want, but that's not the love the other person needs, you know? Exactly. And so I think um that that would be it for me is 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 being able to to give me those things, what what I need and not what you want to give, you know? Yeah, I think that that's an important, you can take a quiz on that, like, too, the, like, what's your love language? I think it's an important thing to do just for anybody you're in a relationship, whether it's romantic or not, just to know, like, how a person receives, I guess, affection, but, like, acknowledgement, really. It's so true. It's so true, because, yeah, I mean, you have to know that. I mean, it's, 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 
Um, because, you know, we, we give what we what we want and, you know, we wonder why someone's unhappy and, you know, that they're, it's so easy to find out why, you know, you can take that quick test and it just right. really helps any type of relationship, you know, it really does. What, um, what is your love language? So I have two, my, my okay. main, main one is physical touch and then my second one is quality mm-hmm. time. So okay. you can see why Corona has just ruined my whole, <laughs> my, my whole situation. <laughs> Yeah, Corona didn't do, didn't do much for you. <laughs> it just messed me all the way up, okay? <laughs> yeah, I can get that. I get that. And I think a lot of people um, in your category as well, I think those are the people that are hurting the most. <laughs> so <laughs> true. Pandemic to be over. <laughs> for real. You know, you can't get no physical touch, no quality time. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will, have you ever heard of that? Have you taken it before, <laughs> the quiz? I, I've, I've heard of it before. Um, I think my first time hearing it, I was at a friend's wedding uh, in December and that was the, the pastor talked about, you know, their love languages, nice. um, you know, before they said their vows and I have not actually taken the test. So I don't know. I think what my you should take it. Mine I think is like words of affirmation. I think if I remember yeah. correctly, um, but you should, you should do it and you should make your girlfriend do it. That would be awesome. <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> I will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to pick? Um, we can pick like two more. Pick one more okay. number. Okay. Let's pick. Uh, let's go with number one. Number one is. Um, what, what are your thoughts on self-proclaimed cat people? <laughs> oh. Wrong <laughs> on this. <laughs> I'm so cat people um i i honestly am indifferent i really don't know i don't i've never thought about it (laughs) i don't know to be honest no (laughs) asking you on a date and then he says hey i have two cats that i'm obsessed with yeah that's no no dogs just two cats what would you say so here's the deal. I'm allergic to cats. And so it would definitely be a no-go. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, it would be a definite no-go. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you think about his oh, personality? I just, to be obsessed with cats, I just can't. Like, I just, mm-mm. I, I, I would have a lot of questions and concerns, Um, you know, to be obsessed with any, you know what I mean? Like, I it's questionable. Like, what, what it, what's, what's really going on? I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. What What are your thoughts? <laughs> I know. Well, see, I have strong opinions on it. I think that there's a difference between a cat person and a dog person. And um, if, if a guy told me he really was into cats, I would immediately have red flags, like, put up i would be like okay there's something weird about you true cats like aren't affectionate at all <laughs> they are temperamental and i'm also allergic <laughs> to them but i don't know i just think cat people are weird people <laughs> and of course there's exceptions to like everything but generally, i get it and, and you know what i'm a dog person people, too like i no, love dogs no. like 100 percent. so i get it you know what i mean it's well, kind of like uh you know and then with the allergy thing it just completely just puts the nail in the coffin <laughs> same i'm kind of lucky that i'm allergic to cats because i can always use that as an excuse <laughs> me like, too oh, well, that's what know, i do I'm too i'm actually allergic <laughs> so i can't come over sorry <laughs> 
Will, do you like cats? I know you. Yeah, I grew up with dogs. dogs. I'm not really a big cat person, um, but I I can understand why people would Mm -hmm. want a cat just because like they're pretty self-sufficient if you're, you know, if you have like a pet. But if someone were to be like obsessed with a cat and like really into cats, it'd be, I don't know. I'm just, I don't think I could share that with them. So it would be like kind of a... (laughs) A, a pass for me it's just not 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 something i, I really you know i'm, I'm a, I just a dog for sure but cats no no thank you i would and i don't know what it is it's just a it's just yeah. different it, it lands differently if someone's like oh i'm really into dogs like okay yeah, yeah it's too. like oh eyebrow like, raise eyebrow like, raise oh, <laughs> what's wrong with you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, let's see. Um, number right. two. Um, let's pick one more question. Oh my goodness! Um, What's your biggest so I have turn-off? to talk about a date. Um, and it was um, oh my gosh. So, you know, so I tried online dating, oh, and um, it was an epic fail. Um, so <laughs> the, <laughs> it was horrible. But you know, so the guy took me to dinner. Yeah, and I um. Get it afterwards you know I'm a music lover and so he was like well you know why don't we come sit in the car and I listen we listen to some music you know I've got some things that I think you might really enjoy and so I get in the car and I turn and look at him and you know he's got you know he's done he's exposed himself and so unacceptable unacceptable like completely so for me that would be it it would be you know not being able to read the signs and just thinking that because you take a woman out that there's some type of you know yeah, you know what I mean? That entitlement, like there's something that has to happen because, hey, you know, I wow. took you out. No, sir. Yeah. No, sir. <laughs> so that would be it. That Horror is, story. No. Yeah, that is just crazy. Horror. I, I mean, that's a huge Oh, I did. I, I did. I because I felt off. like what about off? me I don't know how you would give you, wouldn't. you know, yeah. the implication that that's okay. You know what I'm saying? And so it was just really that you weren't even into me. You know, you were doing something to, exactly. you know, try to, you know, get me to, you know, be okay with whatever you felt like giving out. And I just was, I was so disgusted. And that's when I stopped the online dating process. Cause I was like, if this is what's out there, I just, if, if it's not organic, I don't want it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I get that. So how do you meet people now? If it you don't is. Because do, the whole world, I feel like, is just like online dating, which I have <laughs> horrible luck with. I, I don't, so to be true. Your, I think the last guy I met, I was at Whole people? Foods. And so um, that was right, you know, but I mean, and, and that, yeah, you know, that was cool. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it was cool, but. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I feel like if it's meant for me, somebody, you know, somebody's going to find me because I just, I don't trust it. And then, you know, I have some friends who've gotten married off of online dating. So I think it really is about weeding through all of what I dealt with, but I just don't know if I have the patience. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do know what you mean. Completely. Yeah. I think a lot of it too is, is just, I- you know, yeah. you, you kind of get a little bit of luck too with who you meet. It, it's really, you're really just, when I mean, you think about it, it's a, you're mm-hmm. swiping on people or you're matching with people based on, you know, supposed of interests. And then, you know, it, it could go so many ways, it, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's really a, <laughs> an interesting thing that's really, yeah. and, and, and realistically it's new it's within the last like mm-hmm. five years, maybe it's really taken off. And so it's like a whole new world of like a social interaction 
that we're not used to really and so it's it can really go truly you can really have a poor (laughs) experience which is yeah (laughs) yeah and there's something so unnatural about it too because like will and i for example like we've been friends for many years and i think both of us have kind of reached out to one another when we've gone on like dates where we've met up with Mm -hmm. people that we met online and we both had this like apprehension about it um because you just don't know what you're getting into it's one thing to like talk to somebody like virtually but then another thing to like physically go on a date you just don't know it's it's so true and you know we all put our best we all send our representatives you know the first you know I mean, during the honeymoon stage, all that stuff, we all send our representatives. We don't really get into the nitty gritty about, you know, ourselves. And so you have someone who's really kind of selling themselves. But, you know, sometimes there's no substance behind that, you know, and it really is just about the picture or about words. But when you get to meet them, it's like, oh, you're not a good person. You know what I mean? So it's tough. (laughs) It's tough. Yeah. (laughs) I do know what you mean. It is. Especially with COVID, because that's, like, kind of the only way to meet people right now, because, like, you can't really go to places. Right. It's, like, six feet, you you know, apart. It's, you know. (laughs) Well, you know, I I was in the grocery store, (laughs) and I could tell this young man was interested, but it's, like, you know, you're wondering, like, I wonder how his teeth look, you know, because you can't see anything. It's, like, I wonder how his. (laughs) It is important. Yep. And that's important. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, for real, like, and yes, I'm just, I'm one who, I like a nice set of teeth, person. not, they don't have to be perfect, but you know, I mean, there's this fear that if they take off the mask and they don't have any, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's just terrible. It's a legitimate fear. <laughs> so um, at this point, Point in the show we talk about things that have been getting us through the week things we've been enjoying it can be products food media books so people, i don't know anything. if you all watch shameless the show um, oh my god so yes listen <laughs> the new oh, season is it. on netflix <laughs> and that has been my go-to <laughs> after i get off work i get a glass of wine it's and good. i am in, i'm just taken into the crazy shenanigans that goes on on shameless and it just makes my life feel so much better and so that to be honest this week has been what's been getting me through because i just when i saw it pop up the notification i was like oh yeah this is going to be a great week <laughs> it's going to be great <laughs> I um I was indifferent because Fiona I don't know if people like watch it but that's the main character on it I know. if not the lead she is no longer on it but they didn't it's actually it did it was the shakeup that they needed because all the other characters there's more time to spend on them um and I'm actually you know what I was it. too I was because I love Fiona nervous, I mean she you know we watched her grow you know we watched it. her go through some crazy relationships and all that stuff Me and so. Too. Um, you know, yeah. I, I guess in a way I was kind of hoping that they brought her in at the end so we could know what was going on with her. But I, like you said, I appreciate the fact that there were some other characters that could be highlighted, you know, because she was, you know, she's out of the show. I think six. Yeah. With right, Liam. Because yeah. there's <laughs> like, uh, five or six. Little Liam. Have, like, <laughs> yes. With Liam. <laughs> Little Liam. And they all have the very they all have like very like specific storylines and 
so it can be hard. So I, you know what? I miss Fiona, but it I was love good Liv. Now we have more time for like me Liv, too. <laughs> favorite. I love too. Debbie too. Yeah, they all have their just unique, you know, I mean, I unique stories they bring way. to to the to the storyline. And um, but I think Lip, I think Lip is one of my favorite because you know he's evolved and he's you know he's had some real lows, but he keeps going. And I just I love his tenacity. I just I just love Lip. He's one of my favorites. Right. Me too. I'm same. He's one of my favorite. Me too. I like him a lot. Time. Frank is my on my he's on my nerves all the show. time. But that's that's what's expected. <laughs> that's what's expected. Uh, disappointment times ten. He's just, like he's such a disappointment. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, Will, what have what's been getting you through the week? What have you been into? Um, I'd say. I, I don't watch Shameless, unfortunately, so I don't. Yes. I, I might have to yes. look that up on Netflix. Um, You'll like yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't been watching anything either, so um, definitely need a, something to watch. But uh, I don't know. This week I haven't been up to a whole lot, so I don't know. There's nothing in particular that I've been that's really like captivated my attention this week in terms of uh, things or anything. It's been kind of just another week. Um, I know you're a big sports person. Has there been any? And I'm not, but has there been any sports That's, on? See, the only sport I really follow is uh, soccer and Formula One. So, and soccer is okay. outside of the MLS. Soccer is kind of winding okay. down, and Formula One's only really on the weekends. So, yeah. Well, oh my goodness! I didn't have internet for a while. <laughs> So I wasn't able to like watch anything, but I've been really? reading this book called The Breakdown, which I highly recommend. Um, it's by B.A. Paris. Yeah, if anybody, if you like like a p- quick like page turner, like a thriller, domestic thriller, this is the one. Um, it's basically like this woman sees a woman broken down on the side of the road. She's going to stop, but the weather's bad. And it's like a dark, like (sighs) woodsy road. So she just decides to just keep going. And then the next day they find out that that woman was murdered. And she's like, Oh my God, I could have prevented it. Like, like, you know, and she, it's basically the story of that, like what happened to this woman. And then like the connection between the woman that saw her. Check that out. Um, and the woman who passed. So I highly recommend. It. I like it's that. So I'm gonna good. get it's that. I'm gonna check read. it out. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> it's by the same author who wrote okay. Behind Closed Doors, which is also I highly recommend that one too. Um, same type of like domestic thriller. I love that. A page turner. Fast, you gotta like, catch me. You gotta easy. catch me. Page turner. Page turner. So this, at this point, we um, do the listener advice questions. And as a reminder to everybody, if you want advice from us, you can just write in to bkspodcast at gmail.com and you can ask us any questions. Um, you can also hit us up on Instagram and DM us some questions. Yay. And this week we got so many for you, Anaya. Um, in fact, Will, do you want to read them? There's three of them. Yes, I can do that. All right, here we go. Oh, all right. Dear Anaya, I recently got divorced and have 50-50 custody over my three young children. I love my kids and want to spend as much time with them as possible, but also I work long and demanding hours. 
I feel guilty because I want to spend time with my kids, but I have to work so I can pay my bills. How do you suggest I make the most of my time with my kids? Oh Sign my gosh. I, I feel Olivia. this question like to my, in my core, like it hits my soul because it's such a struggle. It really is because, you know, right? you want to provide, yeah. you know, and you have to provide, right. You know, but then you also, each, each child has yeah, their own individual yeah. needs. Like there's no playbook that fits for all of them. And so my advice, one would be to give yourself grace. You know, um, I read this quote that, you know, your children don't need a perfect mom. They need a happy mom. And I think that that alone changed my life reading that because, you know, we try to be this, this, this level of perfection and it doesn't exist you know, and so give yourself grace, you know, and realize that you don't have to be perfect and just find creative ways to engage with your kids. You know, whether that's, you know, for me, you know, my boys like Fortnite and as much as I hate video games, I decided to go ahead and, you know, get on there and, and try to learn Fortnite. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Because uh, for me, you know, I'm all about Super Mario Brothers. That's my thing. But they don't want to play that. Right. So, <laughs> so I did that. And for my daughter, like, yep, we'll you know, do little things like we'll go outside and, and write, you know, chalk on the sidewalk. And for her, you know, that's time away. That is just her and I. And that's on, maybe on my lunch break, you know, maybe on one of my, you know, my other breaks, you know. And so it's about being creative. And we as women, I mean, that comes, I mean, that's natural to us. So it really is about tapping into yourself, finding creative ways to, to spend time with your kids. But also just, I mean, number one right. is giving yourself grace, like be patient and be kind to yourself because it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, and there's no way, like you said, you everyone tries to be at all. perfect, but there is no, there is no perfect. That's right. So it's hard. To, you can't be hard on yourself. You have to forgive yourself. Um, and and Will and I, I mean, we're both not parents. Um, so I, I feel like I don't. Have <laughs> I get a it. Legitimate say in this. <laughs> so, I understand. Also probably why it was addressed to you. <laughs> um. But I think that that's good for a lot of people. I, I mean, even that advice even helped me because um, just working again, working as a teacher, like giving yourself grace, trying and trying to be um, not the perfect, but just like you're doing the best that you can. And that is not comparable to a parent. Well, yeah, well, no, I mean, you're, I mean, that applies to anything, right? I mean, you really have to, you know, if I'm doing the best I can, that's what I can do you know, and that's it, you know, and there, there's no perfect anything, you know, um, as much as people may try to right. make it look that way, or as much as you may see, you know, perfect moms on TV or these celebrities, the reality behind closed doors is not, that's not the case, you know, and so it's about giving yourself grace. That's the first thing. Grace is always, it always right. has to be first. And social media has really, I mean, of course, mm -hmm. everyone just kind of like, projects perfection so that can make I mean if you're like in that social media world I mean that can really so your it's so true and it's so true people don't post, post their yourself. failures right I mean I everything think. is about oh this and oh that and you know um, I used to be on Facebook and I got off because right. you know there were people and couples who I knew personally who were at divorce's door but all their pictures were as if they were living some type of fairy tale and I just thought to myself, I don't, I don't, I, I can't stomach it. You know, I, I can't stomach the, you know, the, the, the fakeness, you know? And so I had to get off. I had to pull myself off. And that's when I decided to do Instagram. Um, Cause it, I just, I like the vibe better, but I mean, you're right. Social media can make you feel like, man, what's, 
I don't have anything going for myself. And that's why, you know, I think social media breaks are really important. Like I, I practice that often. And so anybody who's an empath like I am, you know, and just, you know, um, I, I advise taking breaks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Will, do you want to read the, the next question? Yes. So dear Mary Kate, Will, and Anaya, I'm going through a lot of transitions in my life currently, graduating from college, moving to a new city, and starting a new job. I'm excited but also anxious about the change. Do you have any suggestions to help me stay calm and happy during this dif- difficult transition period? Signed, Anxious Andrew. Okay. Um, okay, so for me, um, I think having something written down and having a plan is key. And so especially if you're moving and you've got all these different moving parts, I think writing things down on paper is always uh, what helps me because sometimes we can have something in our head as far as how we want it to go. <laughs> And, you know, it just doesn't go that way. You know, there's a lot of moving parts. And so I think, you know, writing down a plan um, step by step on how you want this to go, um, how things are going to work out, what uh, different resources you're going to need. All that stuff needs to be planned out on paper. That, for me, always works out a lot better than just kind of, you know, flying, you know, off the seat of my pants. I agree with that. Um, I've actually, I can relate to this because I moved to New Orleans and I'm originally from New England and new job, new city, have no family south of like the Mason Dixon. Um, so a big thing for me was like finding friends and like a connection, like groups to the community. Um, just so I felt connected really, because it can be hard because you think about like, think about the times when you're sick. Like, who do you let know? Like, you know, people that are around you. Yeah. Um, so for me, definitely, like, just become a member of your community, whether that's, like, through a church or, like, through clubs or organizations or anything. <laughs> I think that's, that's, uh, that's, that's really, yeah, that, what you said was really important. Um, one, I need to get to New Orleans because I hear the food is amazing and I love to eat. So that's just a sidebar. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. If it. you ever go, I'll give you a list of places to go to. <laughs> I, I cannot wait for that list. But um, I, I agree with you on that. When I moved to, when I moved to Dallas, um, it was a, a real short notice move. I got a job um, via um, Skype. I did interviews and everything online. And so um, the house that I was moving in wasn't ready, so I had to stay in a hotel. So it was all these different moving pieces. And I think um, what you said, that social piece, when you're, you know, uprooting yourself from, you know, where you grew up is so important. So like you said, finding groups, getting on. Um, when I was on Facebook, I would go on Facebook groups or um, meet up. You know, there's a, a group thing, yes. a thing called meet up. Yeah. Where you can find people with like interest. Um, and then a lot of my coworkers kind of became my family, too. And so. Um, you know, you have to be careful with that, but you know, there's some who, who deserve to be outside of that, you know, that business relationship. So I think social groups are definitely important. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Will? Because you moved too. Yeah. So I, I moved from, from New England to North Carolina, um, where I currently am still. And yeah, I, I, I kind of went fly by the seat of my pants and it made it a lot more difficult. It was definitely, it took me, I, I think I kind of resented North Carolina because I didn't have a good plan in place and I wasn't mm-hmm. willing and ready to like kind of go out of my comfort zone. And, and say yes to things, even when people were trying to be really nice and invite me to do stuff, I was kind of 
wanted to stay more like I wanted to be comfortable. And so I think that with a move and with, you know, going to a new place, it's having a plan and being willing to say yes to things that are going to benefit you. And even if it kind of puts you out of your comfort zone, I think long-term it's going to open so many more doors for you. Um, so I'd say d- definitely kind of have a plan and, and, and be willing to go out of your comfort zone for sure. That's good advice saying yes, because I'm definitely more of an introvert. Um, I'm like, I'm a homebody, but <laughs> that's not how you meet people. <laughs> true, um, very true. <laughs> so I know I had to like, I organized a book club in my neighborhood, which is something I normally wouldn't do, but like, Hey, like I like to read and like, I needed to meet people. Um, so that was definitely like a challenging for me socially, just because yeah. I don't like to do that. <laughs> that but was bold. It in me. Um, yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I definitely think have a plan, write it down and be, try to connect to your community. Try to feel a part of it. Very good advice. Um, we have one more question. Will, you want to read that one? Oh, I love this one. I know I can't read it because I'll laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Mary Kate, Will, and Anaya, I've been in a relationship for about six months now. We quarantined together, which is, which was a horrible mistake. I noticed all the disgusting habits that my new boyfriend does, such as clipping his toenails and leaving the clippings all over the house, picking his nose and (laughs) flicking it around, leaving dirty dishes to pile up in the sink for days on end. A part of me feels like he's expecting me to clean up after him. We had a brief conversation about his dirty habits and he laughed it off, claiming I was just OCD and I need to relax a bit. Is it me? Am I the problem? Or should I run for the hills and never look back? <laughs> Signed, disgusted Danielle. Girl, run. <laughs> I agree. Run. I agree. I, I, I feel that the words run so deep because so, so it is so funny because I was having a conversation with a girlfriend the other day and she was saying that all of the couples in her life are like headed for divorce court. I mean, because quarantine, <laughs> you know, yeah. if your relationship wasn't solid before and you were using work as a scapegoat, you know, you were, you know, using, you know, outside functions, you know, and everybody is yeah. at home, you know, kids are at home, money may be tight. The dog is wanting to get out the cat. I mean, it is really <laughs> a tough time for couples. And so, but, but, I mean, this shows the real, right? This is the nitty gritty. This is what it is. So if if you can't put up with that now, you know, it's not changing. It's not going anywhere. And so I would no. say run. That's my personal opinion. Run, run quick. <laughs> as soon as quarantine. I, I think it's concerning that, first of all, they've only been dating for six months. Usually that's mm-hmm. like the honeymoon period. True. Where you try to be your best, the best version of yourself. Like you don't release any of those like weird <laughs> habits. So I think it's concerning. Like this is not the worst of it. What is oh. Danielle? Danielle, this is not the worst of it. It's only um, just begun. <laughs> and I also think it's a little weird that they quarantine so soon. That's risky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, ooh. I would run. He sounds awful. And you know what? He probably is expecting her to clean up after him. It sounds like it. I mean, because I mean, you know, you pick up after yourself. I mean, that's like, that's, that's one-on-one, you know, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. And like you said, them quarantining so quickly together, 
you know, and there could have been other circumstances like, you know, maybe the money was tight and they decided to combine. I mean, I don't know what that could have been, but, oh, yeah. um, right. you know, know the details. right. You know, but in the end, uh, in the end, like you said, this is just the beginning. And so I'm a firm believer. A red flag is a red flag. I mean, it just really is. There's no, you know, and so when it's blinking at you, when it's waving, you need to pay attention for real. <laughs> I agree. And there's so many, like, I hate to say the fish in the sea, but there are, I mean, if you don't, if that's like, if you're questioning if it's you and you feel like you have to change in a relationship, I mean, not worth it. Just not worth your time. Go find somebody else, run for the hills, (laughs) leave him in the dust with his nail foot. What is it? Like toenail clippings. Leave him with those. And his dirty dishes, you don't need it. And his booger flicking. I mean, it's a lot going yeah. on. It's a Y'all lot don't unpack. need that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gross. Yeah, without a doubt, definitely leave. What do you think, Will? Yeah, I think I think y'all nailed it. Run for the hills and don't look back. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, Anaya, where can everybody find you? And I really want everyone to find you because you're such an excellent writer. I mean... I, I really want people to be able to find you and access your writing. Where can they locate you? Thank you so much. So um, I'm on Instagram. Um, my name on Instagram is Red Framed Revelations. And um, I post, I try to post daily. If not, um, it's every other day. But on there, you'll just, you know, find um, some of the gems that I've learned throughout life and on my journey. Um, I post funny things. I post pictures of my kids, us dancing um, in my stories. I may um, just, you know, share an encouraging word. It just really depends on how I'm feeling that day. But if you want to get in contact and read some of my, my material, um, it's on Instagram at Red Frame Revelations. That's my name. Awesome. And I have firsthand gone to the gone to your Instagram and it is so great. I think everybody should follow you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. And everybody that wants to reach out to us, again, you can find us on Instagram, BKS Podcast, or email us at bkspodcast.com. Uh, or at gmail.com and you can get advice from us and our fabulous guests um have a wonderful week and thank you all for listening bye bye